Welcome to the Every Gamer Podcast. My name is Nick Wells. Welcome back. I am Sketch256, aka Ben IRL. And life. And we've definitely not been gone for a month and a half. Where have y'all been? That's yeah. what we're wondering. Yeah, we've uploaded at least seven or eight podcasts. That's not true at all. We're we're we've been we've been on hiatus for some reason. Um we talked about it, but we just or we talked about recording, but then it just never mm-hmm. came around. And well, for a while it was like I really had no idea to talk about. Like nothing was really happening. It's yeah. nothing to talk about. And then other times it was just like time didn't work. And yeah. But then as I thought about it more, I was like, there's a there's a ton of things to talk about. Sure. <laughs> yeah the the games industry is in a weird spot because the world is kind of in a weird spot. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and if you're listening to this from the future, this is during early 2020 when a pandemic happened and the world uh, is trying to control it and not shut down completely. So this is during 2020 post post believing that the year was going to be good, (laughs) but pre mass looting and hysteria. Yeah. Streets. It's uh, it's weird because everybody was so hopeful about the new decade and, and I, all that. We were, we were, we really were, and the decade yeah. was just like, <laughs> you're idiots. Yeah, because it's like I remember I was still, I was still in my in-laws' place for Christmas and New Year's, and it was mm-hmm. like, oh, we might go into World War Three because we assassinated this guy. Oh yeah, in the Iranian right. government that happened, and then. Uh, got back and then what do you know? There's this little thing called coronavirus mm. in China. <laughs> I don't know. This is China getting back at us for our, our scathing podcast about them last year. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe Blizzard had something to do with it too, because um, possibly. Yeah, with uh, Hearthstone and all that. I will say uh, I've been playing um, Spider-Man. Yeah, and uh, I don't want to spoiler alert anybody for Spider-Man stuff, but there's a, a certain point in the game where a virus gets released in New York. Mm. And so I'm like flying, I'm like z- zooming around New York and all these people are walking around in masks and I'm like, immersion. I'm like, is, I'm like this is so timely. <laughs> yeah, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh wow. That really pulls you into the story then. <laughs> I, it's weird. I mean, really, it was like, this is really what New York looks like in some ways yeah. right now. Uh, how weird <clears throat> is this? No. Um, and I mean, of course I'm joking about something that's very serious, but that's mostly because it's very serious, and it's always serious. So yeah, we make jokes about it to kind of alleviate the tension. Yeah, we're we're kind of at that point where we're you know you got to do what you can to to stay safe and not get sick and everything. But then like at some point you got to kind of laugh at where we're at, you know, to just be realistic and try not to die in 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 just like heavy amounts of what is going on in the world. Trying to keep our yeah our spirits up, and so like. Some I've been trying to to notice things that are good and notice things that are that make me happy and smile. So like driving through my neighborhood when I have to like go to the the doctor or you know get a refill on some groceries or something like that. It's yeah. it's 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 cool to see so many people outside, um, which I hadn't seen before. Like my neighborhood feels like there oh, are yeah. people living in it, um, and so um, that's been really cool and. The amount of time that I'm spending playing board games with with my wife that's been that's been really fun and yeah for sure so um, and just seeing like YouTubers they're like bringing their families in and you know they're they're showing like well this is what life looks like right now and they're spending a lot more time with their kids and 
their family and it's it's been really really cool to see that side of things the the more human aspect of it um yeah 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 so uh, what you what have you been playing uh in um so i've as it turns out when you're under quarantine you have a lot of time at the house mm. Um, and I mean, for my job, like as long as I have the internet, I can do 98% of my work. Like, uh, you're not, you're not under quarantine. You're sheltering in place. So you're yeah, not, you're not I mean, in yes. mandated quarantine. Just want to, just want to let people know he's not like sick with the virus and being quarantined. That's true. That's true. Me <clears throat> and my wife, thankfully have a, had no signs of sickness at all. And we've been very healthy throughout. Um, you like you were just talking about yeah. noticing good things. We we're trying to do the same thing the sure. other night. I, I, I was putting water into our Brita filter yeah, and I was just like, babe, come look at this. This is nuts. <laughs> and she's like, what? And I was, I was like, we have access to fresh, clean water all day, every day. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. You know, like it really is. I mean, it is, if yeah. you look at, if you look at all of human history, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely insanity. And then if you look at today's world, I mean, there's still plenty of people that don't have access to clean water. Yeah. And so, yes, like we're sheltering place. Yes, that's challenging. Yes, it's it's um, anxiety provoking, and there could be much more serious problems coming up. But sure. at the same, it's I mean, I'd, I'd be I'd be ridiculous not to notice how blessed we are. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, if you if you look at if this pandemic happened um, 20, 25 years ago, like the amount of people that would be out of work right now oh, yeah. is way yeah. crazy. Cause like so many people can do their job from home. Like me, like I'm working from home and it was just a quick, Same. like within an hour I was, I was wor- from working from the office to working from home. And, and, yeah. and so, um, to, for that to be possible in the age that we live in the internet, um, just being able to, to move and work from home, like, I'm sure the economy would be in, in a much, much worse state. Oh, I can um, imagine. And so, yeah. I mean, that's that's another huge thing. And then, like, you know, having the games that we have now, the the library of games, the access to the games that we can play. And yes. There, there's been a huge resurgence of people playing older games, people playing new games. You know, it's it's really cool to yeah to kind of look at it from that perspective. Yeah, there are things going on in the world, yeah. but it doesn't mean we should be in a total slump you know the whole time right right we're doing what we can to stay positive and yeah um yeah so sheltering in place um uh loosely saying quarantining we <laughs> yeah i've been playing uh i've been playing some destiny 2 but a lot less this week sure um and i'll get into destiny how things are going there uh in a second and i've been playing a lot of spider-man mm-hmm. in the past week I'm, I'm i think i'm pretty close to beating it Oh, nice. Um, like I'm about seventy-seven percent, I think, of the of the way through, and I don't know if that includes like the side quests as well. Um, uh, yeah, it does. So I think oh, okay. I think at about eighty to eighty-five percent is when you can finish the campaign or whatever, and then there's the side quest stuff. Uh, okay, yeah. Then I might I might be really really interesting. <coughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> and we can talk about that a little bit more if you want as well, because we did start we did start a podcast uh, like a podcast. I guess it was our last one talking about Spider Man. Um, so let's let's go ahead and talk about that. You give your thoughts so far, because you were in a place where you're kind of iffy on it, you know, a little bit. I still am, and I like the best word I can think about it is like I'm kind of ambivalent in some ways. Like mm-hmm. I feel like there's some stuff about it I really like, and yeah. then there's stuff about it that I really don't like. Sure. Um, <laughs> Um, I kind of wrote down some of my thoughts earlier, but like, 
aesthetically, like it's beautiful. Yeah. It really is a beautiful game. Um, your your movement and, and how you can maneuver around the city. Like they did a really good job giving you certain like details on the screen that make you feel like you're moving very quickly and yeah, very yeah. A, a very agile. Like I love the uh, the point launch. Like when oh, you, yeah. Uh, when you, yeah, you, you like, you zip line to, to a point a, uh, and then yeah, you, you jump line to a point and then you, and you jump off that mm-hmm. and it makes like a sound wave explosion almost like yeah. off of that. Like the, like it looks like the, the air around that area like blows out yeah. as you, as you pop off and it's, it's really cool. I mean, it, it, it gives you like this strong feeling like you are moving really fast and very sure. powerful. And so they did a really good job with that. The, the sound, I'm not a sound expert, but the sound all sounds really good. Yeah. You know, I mean, like I noticed today I was playing a mission as Mary Jane and <coughs> I could tell the difference between walking on a carpet and walking on hardwood in this yeah. apartment that I was in, <clears throat> you know, just small things like that, that they did a good job on. Sure. Um, it's the gameplay like, or, or like, uh, before I move on to that, but the voice acting is really good. Um, like the guy that they got to do Peter is like spot on. He sounds really sincere and yeah. genuine and kind, but he also can do quips and, uh, you know, make fun of it, make fun of the people he's fighting. Yeah. Just, just like what I grew up with, with Peter Parker. Neil Patrick Harris played one of the, one of the Spider-Man way back. He did? Yeah. He oh, played, I did not know that. Did you ever watch the, the 3D one that they did back in the nineties? I don't know. I don't think, I guess not. There was like a computer generated CGI, more CGI one. It still had like comic book art style, cartoony, but a little CGI yeah. stuff. And yeah. that was Neil Patrick Harris. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could very easily see him being a good, uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. He uh, had that voice, that kind of quippy, funny, but could yeah. be serious. That sort of voice. Yeah. Right. Right. And so I definitely see that. And I, and Mary Jane is great. I think she does a good job as this like you know this this romantic partner who is who was sidelined for yeah. a lot of their relationship and kind of made a stay at home and now she's really trying to assert herself as as being a more active member of the team and yeah like i think that she does i think that the voice actress for her does a really good job and the the facial animations are really good um you know there's still a couple times when you're like uncanny valley not uncanny valley because it doesn't look so real it's more like the 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 does there like a certain sluggishness to the way the the facial animation happens like it's sure. not on like Red Dead Redemption or yeah, yeah. or even GTA Five level I don't think mm-hmm. like it, it's it's good but but Rockstar the, those developers are like they're doing witchcraft with their yeah, facial yeah, for sure. no cap I don't know how they do it but um <clears throat> but it's still really good um but then like when it comes to the actual gameplay I, this is where I'm more <coughs> mixed so like. When you're when you're web sling like I'll start with like maneuverability and mobility. When okay. you're web slinging like oh, long distances and they're tall buildings and you're just like really you know like if you have to travel like four you know fourteen hundred uh, meters or whatever like that to your next thing, yeah. it's not like that feels amazing. Like you can you can combine all these different moves like the point launch and sure. You can do flips and things like that in order to build up your meters, and um, it's so like that, that. That stuff feels really good. But then, whenever the game requires you, and it requires you to do it a lot, mm-hmm. whenever the game requires you to to move in a small or enclosed place, yeah. or to make your make your movements very precision and defined, it's just annoying. Yeah. <laughs> they have these side missions with the taskmaster, and and. All of the ones with the drones can burn in hell. And oh, yeah. from what I'm concerned, I like hated those. they're awful. They're yeah. just bad because you have to you have to chase this thing that's flying and is not requiring 
it to fly an arc-based movement. Uh-huh. You know, where like we can't pinpoint where we put our our webs at to swing on the buildings, but the game gives you bonus points for flying behind like the trail of the drone and then you have to go to these very specific pots spots where it puts like a little tracker thing that you have to destroy and thankfully like the sphere you have to go into is still is pretty big yeah. and it's pretty generous but it's still like that's where the maneuverability of the game like the holes in it really come out sure and, and like that's not fun it's not enjoyable to do that i don't like doing it um and then other things like the game requires like some stealth missions and things like that yeah where you have to like I remember there was one I had to I had to literally crawl up an entire building. Yeah. Like trying to avoid laser sights and lights that were moving. And I just remember getting really annoyed because you have to move really slow. There's yeah. no like fast way to do that. That's still accurate. Right. And then I kept on getting spotted and I couldn't tell why because there was a there was like a part of the building had neon lights on and it was like lighting up the side of the building and I couldn't tell that the helicopter like spotlight was on me in that area yeah. <laughs> and so i kept getting caught and you know so it's just like things like that it's those are just two examples of like there there are missions or side quests in the game where it feels like busy work and it kind of draws attention to the limitations of the system they've made sure it's, like and it's hard to it's hard to describe in some ways and i don't want to be nitpicky because i mean really if you if you're like zooming across the city it feels amazing like most of the time i'll skip t- i'll skip uh what is it the um the fast not, travel yeah i won't do fast travel yeah. because it's really fun to go long distances right. but if i i remember <laughs> there's one mission where I, I dropped down 10 feet in front of a police officer and i had to go talk to that police officer so i pushed forward on the on the stick to see if i could just hop off of my perch i yeah. couldn't do that he wouldn't move so then like Okay, well, I can jump, and if I jump, I jump straight in the air, so right. I'll land nine feet away from him and still have to walk over there. <laughs> I just want to jump forward a little bit, but if I hold down the jump button with R2, then I'll jump 25 <clears throat> feet over him. Yeah. You know, and so that's kind of what I mean. It's like, is that a huge deal? No, but it's like a little fine sure. motion detail that, like, I I was just trying to get off the perch and walk over to him, and yeah. I couldn't do it. <laughs> no, I agree. I think it'd be cool to have like a little toggle, so it'll toggle the uh, like sensitivity of sorts, and um, so making Something those like stealth that. missions would be cooler. Jumping is more like like yeah. regular jumping rather than just like you jump ten feet in the air and then you know you have to like yeah. you're you essentially you're moving your guy in midair as you're falling to try to land you yes. where yeah. Yes. Um, so I definitely get that. Um, I'm it's hoping just little things like that. Yeah. Cause like, I think the stealth missions and those sort of things could be really cool if you had finer, finer pinpoint mechanics. And I think if you can toggle yeah. it and go to like maybe a first person or like a closer third person and then have those finer adjustments that could make for uh, the uh, essentially changing the, the, the feel of the entire game. Like, so you can shift in and out between those, like, finer controls and the, the bigger, wide arcing controls. Right, so. right. And that that would be great. And I, I think that's part of it, too, because I remember playing, I, I feel like it was the old Spider-Man 2 PlayStation 2 game. Yeah. And there were stealth missions <clears throat> in that game, but they did, them, they did them really well. Like, I remember being in buildings and having to, like, climb up walls and across ceilings. And I just felt like I had more freedom in those enclosed spaces to yeah. really be stealthy and and not be so awkward. Sure. Because um, that's that's how the stealth feels to me a lot is very awkward, yeah. and I, I really enjoy that aspect of older games. So sure. It's kind of it's kind of a mix between, and then there's stuff with like 
sorry, I just totally bumped my microphone. Um, there's also stuff with the combat. Like sometimes if the combat is flowing, like uh, it feels amazing. Yeah. Uh, like if you're getting your dodges off and you're 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 hitting everything at the right time and you're using your gadgets, like it gives you a lot of freedom and you can do a lot of really cool stuff. Sure. But then sometimes the game is just like, screw you. Yeah. I know you press the dodge button, but this big oaf that you're fighting also happened to turn with you when you dodged. Mm. And so like, he's, it's like sometimes the computer gets this idea that you've, it's locked onto you. And so even though you've dodged, you still get shot. Or even though you've dodged, you still get punched. Yeah. And the way the game works is like, if you get hit, it's a big chunk of your health. Yeah, it is. Um, and so it's just one of those things that can be, it's just little stuff like that that sure. really gets annoying. Um, I think it's that, because if, if you get into those flows, it feels so good. And when they're automatically disrupted for, for a reason that you're not really sure of, that's, that's why that's, that's the reason why I, I'm not a big fan of the dark Souls stuff. It's like, you know, well, and I, what I'll, what I'll say with the dark souls thing is like, for the most part, most people would describe the dark souls games as tough, but fair. Like if you hit dodge, it's supposed to like the enemy is supposed to miss you like yeah. in a lot of ways, you know, and and the times I get really frustrated at Spider-Man are when I get hit, but it's not because I did anything wrong. Right. It's like there are times when like I'm dodging someone who's punching me and someone else shot at the same time and I've gotten shot by those bullets. Yeah. While I, I was you. dodging. So it's like, there's literally nothing I can do. I'm in a dodge just, animation and I got hit. <laughs> yeah, it's just like that little fraction within the programming where it, it does connect, but it doesn't seem like it should. Yeah, um, or or just like, there's literally nothing I could do. I didn't do yeah. anything wrong. It's just the game was just like, no. Mm. Uh, it, yeah, and just like the, the remainder of some calculations all yeah. up into the, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. making it where you're going to get shot. So... Yeah. Those kind of things, like it's it's a mixture because I really do have fun with it, and then those those things really make just tilt me, and I'm sure. like, I just don't want to do that. <laughs> I gotcha. I hear you. So, but overall, I mean, like, and I, I I'm enjoying it more as the story has gone on. There's one part in the story I won't go into spoilers right now, but there's one part in the story where the 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 person you think is the bad guy, uh, that kind of gets solved in uh-huh. a way, and then like the much larger antagonist of the game, or or uh, you know your enemy becomes more revealed and even though in some ways the the main antagonist was someone i saw coming a mile away i didn't see how they were going to do it sure um and so there was some really cool stuff that was done there that i didn't expect and um i really started to enjoy the story more okay um i will say i what did you think about the mary jane and miles missions i i I'm not crazy I, about those either. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. I didn't like them. I think it changed the pace of the game um, in Drastically. a way that, that that didn't need to happen. I I get. I think they just weren't flushed out parts of the game. I think it was yeah. like we we want to give a different perspective other than just Peter Parker's. But you know, at the same time, it just felt like let's just let's just hit the brakes on this game right here, and then it, I, I wasn't a big fan. But I'm hoping maybe it sets up for something for the next game. Um, yeah, yeah, I could see that being um, the case, and I mean, I'm, I, I don't mind the Mary Jane stuff so much, I guess, because I'm really invested in Mary <coughs> Jane and Peter's relationship, and I like sure. Miles, but I think for some reason those those missions, are, it's kind of like, what's the coolest thing about Spider Man? Oh, well, you can you can web sling yeah. and you can fight and you have superpowers, and it's like, okay, now let's put you in a mission where you don't have any of that. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's definitely more about during those parts. It's definitely more about revealing more story than yeah. like 
having more in-depth gameplay. So that's for sure. That's I, for sure. I, I see the merit in it. I don't like it, but I, you know, I, I get why they do it. Um, I, th- I think it's, I think it's something that if they refined it, it could be better. Um, mm-hmm. it, like, cause I'm not, like, I'm not totally against the idea. Sure. It's just, it's just, uh, some of the execution I think could be better. I'm not entirely sure how, but, sure. um, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but overall I would probably give it like a, I haven't beaten it yet, but I would probably give it like a seven or eight out of 10. Okay. I'm not crazy about trying to put a number on things because sure. it's just, you know, that's going to be different for everybody. Yeah. So I just try to explain objectively what I experienced, but, sure. um, you know, a lot of, a lot of the side quest stuff can be really fun. Some of it's not like Harry's like research stations. Like I don't like doing those and I don't like, <laughs> I, some, sometime I picked up this side quest where I have to get this guy's pigeons. Yeah. I, I have to find those. this dude's pigeons they're those. really annoying because you have you have to, I figured out you have to be within 30 yards or 30 meters mm-hmm. I think in order to be able to catch them. But if you're within 30 meters within for the first 5 seconds of the chase, it's like you have to chase it for a while. Yeah. before it will let you. So like there are times when I I like I like bust up in on that bird. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you're mine. Like you're 15 meters away. I'm going to catch you. But it's like, no, you can't do that. You have to, ch- he has to get away from you for a little while yeah. before you can catch him. <laughs> yeah. I hate those. Uh, I hate those things where it's like, you need to be in the chase for a little while before you can, you can get the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, those were one of those things that were some of those side missions are just kind of like, okay, we need filler stuff. Let's let's think yeah. of five different things that they can do for side missions and we'll just sprinkle sure. them throughout the city. It's the same thing with the the Assassin's Creed games where you had to go collect those like <laughs> artifacts or those memory things and feathers. Uh, yeah. They I, I'm not a big fan of those. Yeah. Um it just doesn't feel necessary. Um yeah. and I wish there were you know. That kind of reminds me because I and you can comment on this because I actually never played this game, but I just got done reading Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. Yeah. I started it like two years ago and I finally finished <laughs> it because uh, I have more time. So I oh, there <laughs> you go reading a, reading a little bit more. Um, but I read the chapter on The Witcher three. Yeah, um, and they basically talked about how one of the design principles was that every single side quest had to feel memorable. Yes. It had to feel like there was a point. It had to it had to surprise you in some way. There had to be some kind of development. It just it couldn't be go and collect 10 of this thing to bring back to so and so. Like yeah. every single one of them had to be written out and were rewritten and rewritten to kind of fit fit with this this idea of me, like it being meaningful and significant. Yeah. And I've never played the game, but everything I've heard, it seems like they really accomplished that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've played about 40 or 50 hours of Witcher three and yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, even there are two side quests. I mean, it's been probably about a year since I played the Witcher three and there are two side quests that I've used as inspiration for my D and D game. Like, right. R- I've wrote into the D and D game. Um, kind of based off the those um those side quests in, in the witcher yeah. and so like i love that that needs to absolutely be the thing there shouldn't be filler it should be yeah. this is something that has a purpose um especially right. if it's it's if it's story involved i would rather spider-man and assassin's creed games be smaller but there's purpose to everything that goes on in there um, I and I, th- I think i mentioned that with um assassin's creed origins there are some stories in there that just felt like filler and just felt and it just it made the game longer but 
and kind of uh, superficially rather than it, yeah it's an artificial lengthening yeah. of the game where as you know or not artificial i mean it's it's happening but it's 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 less meaningful and uh absolutely and uh yeah and yeah. i i don't like those kinds of collect this or collect a hundred of this and you know that no nah. That's never appealed to me. There are some people that are very much perfectionist, but the whole like CD Projekt Red when they do side quests, I, I love that there's always a story. And, you know, it's, that's one of the reasons why I've been playing that game for so long is because I want to do those side quests and I want to do those those side things because they have yeah. some sort of meaning within the world. Um, so it doesn't feel like I'm wasting my time and I'm just yeah collecting eggs or, you know, just... And I, I felt that way to a certain extent with God of War, you know? I mean, yeah. not yeah, yeah. not every side quest there was life-changing, but I can still remember some of them. Sure. And they were and and I think part of it was there were there weren't a lot of side quests, <coughs> which which was helpful, I think, because they all had a story of their own and yeah. and a lot of them there's some development that happens between Kratos and Atreus. Mm-hmm. Um and that's that's helpful as well. So well, even that game, like they definitely went for a shorter game, 20, 25 hours. And yeah, and there, there's no reason to make a game 60 hours if like 20 of those hours are just collecting stuff for, for the sake of collecting stuff. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And so I'm, I'm hoping that we see less of that in the future. I know that's a big Ubisoft thing, and I'm hoping they, they quit doing that. Um, yeah. Uh, with games like Spider-Man, there's no reason for the game to be... Like if if Spider Man was fifteen to twenty hours and it was mostly story stuff and not collecting stuff, I would I would love that. Um, yeah, like the collecting stuff doesn't have to be like, you know, collect twenty pictures of these lands landmarks or whatever. It's <laughs> it's not necessary. They can they can yeah. make it as like a marker, but it shouldn't be like a side quest or part of the completion. That just feels feels icky, you know, in a way. Yeah, it's just it it just feels extra. Yeah, and it, it feels extra and, and and not not as meaningful. I sure. mean, the the story itself is I think very good. Um, mm-hmm. mm, it's good. It's not amazing, but yeah. it's good. Uh, and then, um, yeah, and, and some of it, like I said, the, some some of the side stuff has not been too bad. But yeah. well, what about the like the puzzle stuff in the lab? Did you what do you think about those things? Kind of the same. I yeah. mean. It was fine, uh, and I did them, but um, <coughs> there was nothing in there that made me go like, "This is awesome." Yeah, you know, like I, I just kind of was like, "All right, I did that." Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Um, got the achievement or the trophy. Yeah, because it's PlayStation. <laughs> cool. What else you've been yeah. playing? You've been uh, playing Destiny. Any? So I have, and I haven't. So this season is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are not are not happy with this season, um, but it's just kind of made me think about the way we think of the live, live service model of video games in general. Yeah. Um, and for those who are not aware, like live service game, like used to be a game would come out and then you might get a few DLC, a few like small downloadable content uh, yeah. packs to expand the story a little bit or things like that. But then that was pretty much it. That game is done. Yeah. And then two or three years later, hopefully you get a sequel and you can play more. Now, like people have been trying to do this live service thing since... Uh, probably since before Destiny, but Destiny World, was World one of, of the Warcraft, f- I think. World of Warcraft Ever, is, I, I think, I think a little bit different since it's an MMO. Sure. Like this is more of like a RPG, MMO light. Um, well, because I think the way World of Warcraft worked in the beginning was it just took forever 
for you to get anything done. Yeah. And so by the time that you finished anything, that was probably enough time for the developers to have come up with something to, <laughs> to patch the game with yeah. and like add more information, like stuff. Destiny's not really like that. It's try it tries to be a little bit more friendly. And yeah. um, so, you know, a lot of people want to play this game like 40, 50 hours a week. Yeah. And they want Bungie to produce enough content for them to be able to do that, you know, for months. And yeah. this, this is not possible. Like Bungie can't do it. I don't. I don't think any game development studio can do it. Yeah. Um. And so essentially, what's happened is this. What's happened after Shadowkeep the DLC that came out in September or October, they've had these seasonal uh, content drops, um, which are pretty light. <clears throat> on content most of them are like they have some kind of end game activity uh but it's it's pretty light you could get done with, like if you log in for a couple hours a week you can kind of knock out the big stuff yeah <clears throat> excuse me and then there's other things for more hardcore players to to do um like a seal that you can chase by doing these you know specific requirements and right. things like that um but this season was more supposed to be focused on pvp and they brought back trials of osiris from Destiny 1. And uh, if you didn't play Destiny 1, Trials of Osiris was this like 3v3 tournament yeah. thing that they would do every weekend. You buy a card and you try to get to seven wins without any losses on your card. And if you did that, you got to go to this special place called the Lighthouse. And it was the yep. only way to get there in the entire game was to go flawless. I never went flawless in Destiny 1. Uh, I would love to go flawless at some point in time in my Destiny career. <coughs> but Apparently, like on, on PC, at least, like uh, Trials is a huge dumpster fire. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's lots of cheating that's going on. Uh, there's probably less cheating going on than what people think. Yeah. But it's happening, and it's really difficult for Bungie to be able to stop it. There's just like aimbotting, and I've never seen so many different cheats. Like, yeah. like they have cheats going on where you can infinitely respawn. So right. if, even if you get killed, like you'll just come right back, and then you can kill the people, you know, the other team, and. Um, Sorry, my cats are cannot seem to figure out what they want to do. Uh, <laughs> That's because there's crossplay between PC and console now, right? No, no, no. There's just it's there's cross save, cross save but there's no okay. crossplay. But on PC, like trials is really not fun. Yeah. Like from what I've seen, it's very not fun uh, because of the cheating and because of um, I think also just PvP plays differently on console versus yeah. PC. On console, like there's a lot more variety in what can be effective. Yeah. For sure. Um, and, and it's a little bit slower paced. Um, and I prefer that partially because I'm old, but partially <laughs> just because I like variety. I don't like going into every game knowing exactly what the other team is going to use. And I'm using the exact same thing yeah. they're using. And let's just hope that I can beat, beat them with the exact same thing. Like right. I, I like changing things up. I like trying out different builds and different weapon types and, and trying to be successful with those. So... Trials has been fun. Apparently on console, it's a lot better of an experience because there's no cheating and uh, different things like that. Um, but just the way that the game system was set up, it's not it's not going over very well. Sure. And so, and the PVE content is really light. Um, okay. There are these small things that are happening. Hopefully, there's going to be more that comes out with this season, but not a whole lot is going on. So, I logged in on Tuesday last week. Yeah. I, I did like the new PVE stuff, which took not very long because I had done some prep work beforehand. Yeah. And then I played PVP that night on stream and that's the last time I touched it. Yeah. And there's not anything else going on. So I'm just like, well, I'll play Spider-Man. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, and that's been, that's been really fun. It's, it's good to take breaks from games and sure. Um, and I just try to have like a more, 
understanding view of it because Bungie can only do so much, and yeah, they're absolutely. trying to and they're trying to fix the game or problems that are going on with the game in the middle of a global pandemic. Yeah. So, and a lot of them are working from home too. So they're they're working off they're, their home. I, th- I think they all are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but Bungie was like <laughs> quick on the draw about getting people to work at home. It's smart. Uh, I mean, yeah, they they haven't really seen any sort of like big uh, delays or hindrances on their side because they were just quick to go ahead and start moving people. And I know yeah. not not the entire studio. I know there's still some people going in when they can because, I mean, you got this big facility. As long as people are keeping their distance, they can still go in and work in their offices. But, you know, huge majority of them are, are definitely working from home. And I know a lot of game studios yeah. did that. Um, yeah. <coughs> um, and I think they had to because COVID really showed up first on the West Coast, mm-hmm. um, particularly in Washington State, which is yeah. where they are. Uh, so they're in Seattle, so um, mm-hmm. it. Uh, I think that they just and, and they seem like a pretty responsible game company. Yeah. Like, um, they they have a lot of policies and put in place to try and reduce crunch as much as possible, and um, you know. So I think I think they're doing the best they can, but there's also just no way. There's no way that they can produce as much content as the Destiny community wants them to produce. Yeah, uh, and that's that's kind of the. Um the catch 22 about live service games um having worked on smite and them putting out content every two weeks was just difficult because it wasn't just they were putting out content it's you know you had maybe three days or four days for concept art and then for rigging and then lighting and then animation and then you have you know sound sometimes we got one day 24 hour turnaround for for audio or like maybe three days it was just like you know not everybody's working on it in that two week period, you have a certain amount of days that you can work on it. And then, you know, if anyone's late on their section, then everybody else's deadline gets, gets squished. Right. Right. And for that to happen every two weeks, it's really difficult. And so, I mean, those live service games, it's, it's really, it's like, um, what you hear about, um, um, Epic games and, um, Oh, Fortnite. Uh, yeah. Fortnite. You know, they're getting crunched like crazy. And when um, Apex Legends came out and kind of pushed them off Twitch, Twitch number one, um, they crunched like crazy to get new features and, and new content out to try and take back. Yeah. And that's that's kind of the 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 life of life live service games. I, I don't like it, but I see why they do it. It's because, like, it's a big moneymaker. So. Yeah. Yeah. And you think about, like, I don't know a whole lot about Smite, but isn't that that's a MOBA, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like League of so Legends. It's basically one game mode. Yeah. Same with Fortnite. Like they're crunching out of their minds to 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 add in features or characters into one game mode. Yeah. You know, like so Destiny, like it takes months to create what they're looking to create, and part of it too is um, since we've we've had some we've had some communication from the game director Luke Smith. Uh, and we just know that, like, I know that the next season content drop will not have any of the feedback from this season. Right. Because you can't do it. Like, there's just not enough time. Mm-hmm. So, like, we learned that, I think it was last season's content was created by the same team or the same development or development lead that was working on the Menagerie from the previous year. Yeah. And so there was a lot of like there was a lot of overlap in their ideas there. And so it's just one of those things where it's like, if there's something going on in the game that we don't like right now, yeah, the content that's being made for next season doesn't have enough time to adjust for that. Yeah. 
because of the way that this works. So there might be problems in the next season's content that we already know about and we're not interested in, but they just don't have time to change because they can't go back to the drawing board at this point in time. So it's some, there are times when I thought it would destiny be better if it was like there was one big drop every six months. Yeah. You know, so, something like that. And then, you know, I, I don't know. So, something like that I, might, I, might make it better, but I don't know. I think they're doing better than um, some of the MOBAs out there where they're having like a two-week turnaround on new content. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a slow trickle kind of thing, which I would, I would rather it be, you know, you get more consistent players doing that. But I think for, for what Destiny is and what they're trying to do, I think that's super, super difficult. So putting more time in between will allow for... You'll you'll see this drop, you know, getting towards the end of of a um, you know a big content drop or whatever. But you know, when the new content drop, you'll see that big resurgence. Yeah. So it's it's really hard to tell. They're doing things that are that are still very new in the industry. Um, Absolutely, and, and, so, and they're doing them better than any other live service on console has done. Yeah, I mean, and, a, and a lot of I mean, as far as like their kind of game, like. Sure. Division two came out really strongly. Haven't heard a peep out of them in months. Yep. Yeah, they've kind of <laughs> fell off, especially with like what, what happened with uh, Breakpoint and um, you know them and, kind of delaying all their games. Ubisoft is kind of in a weird spot right now. So, well, and then Anthem obviously came out and uh, you know dead on arrival essentially, yeah. and yeah. it's. I think that I know they came out a while back and saying like we want to. We want to remake Anthem mm -hmm. from the ground up. And I, part of me is like, do you? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, are you sure you want to do that? I mean, I think some people really enjoyed it and that's fine, but well, I, there, I, don't know. I, I, I don't know how much longer the live service thing is going to work. I, I think, I think with, um, I think we're, we're at that point where we're kind of done with the novelty aspect of it and people are mm. pretty fed up with it. So I think within the next couple of years, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with all that. You know, yeah. your FIFAs, your Maddens, all those things are not going to go away, of course. But, you know, trying to inject that into every other gaming aspect is not going to work. You know, CD Projekt Red, they're... <laughs> when it comes out, they're going to see massive, massive amounts of profits on that game. And <clears throat> hopefully they're going to, um, you know, they're not going to, they're going to do some paid cosmetic stuff, of course, but um, like, they're not going to try to inject it with, you know, we're going to hold back part of the game just to try to make money on nickel and diming everything. Um, I don't, are you talking about like the main cyberpunk? Yeah. I don't think that they will have any microtransactions. Um, there's, they are. They've talked about they are? it. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's not going to be like. They're trying to keep it as least scummy as possible. Um, which you know when it when it comes out we'll see. Um, but they've had to kind of, um, I think talk about like what was actually meant in a lot of these things. But uh, at the same time, like I get it. Um, of course, we're just going to have to see see what happens with that. But like, I think a lot of studios are starting to see that they just can't do that um, with every mm -hmm. game. Um, EA, yeah. Ubisoft, all them, they're starting to see that they can't they can't do that. You know, yeah, people are going to revolt. There are plenty of games to play, so there's no reason to deal with it in some of these games. Like, if Anthem comes out and they have the same kind of thing going on as far as microtransactions, like. I'm not gonna play it. I don't have to play it. Same thing with like any Bethesda game. If 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 Elder Scrolls Six comes out and it's just 
filled with those microtransactions stuff like that. I don't have to play Elder Scrolls Six. I don't have to play another Fallout game. Which unfortunately, I don't see how it's not going to. Just yeah. every decision they made over the past year, year and a half yeah. has suggested that they would put that in there. But um, so anyway, uh, there's like there's I feel like there's actually a lot we could talk about, but I really want to hit us to hit on these new consoles coming out. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about them. Uh, we just I mean within the last well since the last time we talked, we've had a lot of. A lot of info come out about the new consoles. Um, yeah. Yeah. What have you heard? <laughs> kind of back and forth. Um, so I think Xbox is... Xbox is setting themselves up in a really strong way, I think, mm-hmm. um, as far as just from a consumer standpoint. Like, they've put out information there. We've actually seen some information about specific games that will be on there. Like, I know that there was... Uh, <coughs> Hellblade 2 was announced. And yeah. I think some other games. We I don't think we've seen any actual gameplay, but we've seen cinematics. Yeah. Um, and we've gotten the specs that came out for Xbox Series X, and there's this really cool website you can go to that looks at the, the technical specifications and what it's going to be able to do. Yeah. And these really, I, I think, really interesting consumer-friendly decisions. And then we haven't heard anything about PS5, and then they released this, like, really <laughs> awkward... <laughs> very technical uh, presentation for developers. Yeah. And I tweeted about this a few weeks ago. I, I'm still shocked. Every morning I wake up and I'm looking at Twitter news to see people arguing about which console was best. Yeah. Like people are still very much in Xbox versus PlayStation camps. And yeah. I just don't care about that. Like I'm not <laughs> like, like if PlayStation's great, that's great. I don't, I don't care. Like yeah. I, I, I don't have a dog in the fight. But I do think that PlayStation has made some really odd decisions when mm-hmm. it comes to marketing their new console. Um, because just the way that they're coming out about it. But yeah, and I've heard, I've heard different things. I keep on hearing stuff like Xbox Series X is more powerful, but PlayStation Five is faster and more efficient i I don't fully understand so i was going to ask you actually yeah (laughs) i keep on hearing the word teraflop thrown around and i don't have any idea what that means (laughs) um it kind of means something but also doesn't mean very much um (laughs) perfect it's it's uh okay so there are kind of three sections of these consoles that um you want to look at um graphical power or the gpu um the cpu and then uh, the SSD. So all three of those are going to affect the performance um, yeah. pretty drastically. Okay. Um, so with uh, Xbox Series X, their hardware is definitely more powerful in the GPU section. Um, they're able to hit uh, 12 teraflops. Um, and um, uh, PlayStation's hits about 10, 10.5 or 10.3 or something like that. <coughs> teraflops, is that like a unit of speed? I don't understand. Uh, yeah, it's... It's it's complicated, but yes, it's it's just it's graphical power. It's just, it's really kind of convoluted. That's why people are like, you can't really just talk about the the GPU and the teraflops. But um, all that to say is Xbox's hardware magic units. Yeah, so <laughs> Xbox's hardware is going to be more powerful, but. At the same time, PlayStation's is going to be more efficient. So, <clears throat> um, their CPU is actually more small is is smaller and more efficient, 
but they're also it's variable um, performance. So you might actually, even though it might be faster, it's has a variable max speed um, for their CPU, which means that you're going to have variable performance on how fast it'll. So their their CPU, they're overclocking their um, their CPU, so it runs a lot faster than the Xboxes, but it's variable. Um, clock speed okay. which means that you'll get performance dips every once in a while hmm. um so even though their stuff is tuned better um it might mean there's performance drops here or there like xbox is, is supposed to be stable um even though the clock speed isn't as high it's stable um clock speed so okay um same thing with the ssd so the ssd um x or uh sony has a custom ssd and they've the way that they've built the ssd it's it's really smart it's just it's engineering um but the thing is like it is a custom ssd so it does run faster than so the write speeds and the read speeds are faster on sony's ssd than xbox's Mm -hmm. but the thing is xbox has these expansion cards that are i think one terabyte i think that's what we have for now and they're just plug and play and you can expand like sony doesn't have an expansion um thing yet mass manufactured that sort of thing like you can buy i think you can buy you're gonna be able to buy buy like sony approved nvme ssds yeah Yeah, uh, but but not i don't know what those will be yeah not all all of them are gonna work and they don't have a list yet of what's gonna be approved and not and so it's still just not convoluted so it might be like six months eight months a year before we have a solution to that which xbox already has it they've got these cards it's like memory cards but they're little expansion ssds and they just plugged right into the back and so right right like xbox is already head of the game there you can already have expansion now of course i think their xbox is going to go ahead and and you're going to be able to do like um usb plug your um usb i'm not sure if sony can do that with their playstation yet but you know for me that's what i'm doing right now and so for me to be able to do that in the next console is going to be important to me but to have some sort of expansion this looks like there will be a USB hard drive uh, support both, on the yeah. PlayStation, but yeah. Um, um, yeah. But yeah, you can see in the Xbox one, it says Seagate proprietary external expansion so card. I, I have to say, it's kind of funny that I never, I really never thought we would get back to a time when I might buy a memory card yeah. for my console. <laughs> these, these are one terabyte SSDs, but I, I mean, it's, yeah. it's really interesting. Yeah. We're going back to that older design. Some memory card. Well, I mean, I have to have a terabyte of stuff. I, mean, I, I think that your the console will already come with a terabyte Xbox uh, SSD. X, Xbox will. Sony's is a eight twenty five. I think. Yeah. Eight, yeah, it is an eight hundred twenty five. Yeah. Um, um, and some some of that's gonna be taken up by your um, by the UI and the operating system yeah. and things like that. So it won't be truly that m- amount. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> I, I probably won't use a terabyte of data space yeah. for a while. But um, I, well, so what I'll say is like I don't fully understand this, and I think it would be helpful if PlayStation would come out with some examples that yeah. you could see and compare. So um, the the really interesting thing was I was thinking that Sony's stuff was going to be like really really good, um, just because the engineering side they've they've been really reworking, customizing, so not yeah. putting so much weight in the hardware. But Xbox, you you can actually go see footage of Minecraft running. 
uh, with ray yeah. tracing and without ray tracing. Yeah, yeah. And the amount of depth of, of the lighting, how it realistically um, uh, reflects and refracts and, like, shines off of things, it is incredible. Right. Um, it's – and the thing is, so, like, the – the real big difference, like if, if, if Xbox can come through and the ray tracing is really good and the graphical power is, is good, um, like I'm I'm all about Xbox going forward. Because like the, the big thing about theirs is going to be they're going to have slower load times in PlayStation because of the, the SSD that Sony has. So yeah. like Sony gave some demonstration a long time ago, like loading up Spider-Man and it loaded up within like a fraction of a second or whatever. I remember that, yeah. Um, but I mean, that's that's only part of the gameplay like um or the running off a console or using a console or whatever um is if your load time is like two to four seconds on the playstation and then xbox's load time is like eight to ten seconds that's not going to really be a really big deciding factor for me Um, it's not going to be a big deciding factor for me and i also have to say that showing load speeds with a last gen game yeah exactly is is not is also not like i mean like using Minecraft as a demonstration for ray tracing, mm-hmm. like I think that that in some ways makes some sense. But um, if you're not familiar, listener, with what ray tracing is, I don't I don't fully understand what it is, but I know it's a lighting technology that makes light look very real, um, <coughs> and every, the lighting in an in a game look very like yeah. just look look incredible. Um, um, essentially, what it is is right now what we have in video games and CGI and everything. Um, well, I guess some CGI does look very true, but the whole idea is it's been kind of a manufactured um, uh, kind of mimicking of light. So it's not actual like what light is doing. Um, what ray tracing actually does is send out points to specific areas. And when those points hit um, other areas, they refract and they reflect and they bounce off in certain ways like in real life you know photons or waves they hit a point and then they bounce off or right. you know they get absorbed and so ray tracing um mimics that of what light does in real life and same thing with with sound they're going to be able to do a lot of that stuff with sound too um you know you have occlusion you have obstruction and you know if i cover my mouth this is just occlusion but obstruction is like when it's completely covered and it sounds different. And for, for I am your father. Yeah, for sound to be able to do that <laughs> and like let's say you're in a game and you hear someone you know out in the hallway and the doors open, it's going to sound different from when the doors closed. Or if someone's above you in a room, it's going to sound different than if they were in yeah. the room next to you. Um, That's cool. And for sound to be um, reproduced like that and to have those, you know, it, it takes a lot of memory to be able to do that because. It's 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 doing all sorts of math, like millions and millions of equations of math, and in, in fractions right. of a second. Um, right. That's where ray tracing is going to be really really amazing. So I'm super excited to play like Cyberpunk 2077 on the new generation yeah. of consoles, and I'm yeah. hoping that they do optimize it for the new new consoles. I think <laughs> that they will. I mean, I think that they've already come out and said that there will be a version for the new consoles. Yeah. Um, and they also, like, uh, CD Projekt Red has already come out and said you won't have to purchase it twice. Yeah. Like, if you buy it Incredible. for the old console and you have it on the new, then they will uh, you'll automatically have the newer version. Yeah. Because they're just, they're very, very, very pro consumer. Yeah. And speaking of being pro consumer, that's where I feel like Xbox has the leg up. Like, it yeah. sounds, it sounds like 
technologically speaking, they're kind of neck and neck. PlayStation mm-hmm. may have some advantages over Xbox in certain areas. Yeah. But I think that Xbox has got an advantage over PlayStation just as far as being consumer friendly. Yeah. Um, they've already come out and been like, you will, ha- you will have access to backwards compatible games all the way back to the original Xbox. Sure. Like that's like a that's a that's a point they're trying to make. You can play all of your favorite games for the past 10, 15 years yep. on this new system. PlayStation so far has only said you can play a selection of PlayStation 4 games and mm-hmm. stuff from PSVR. And then there's things like Project xCloud, which yeah. is, uh, I think, I think is do- doing well. I haven't tried it a whole lot on my phone because the only thing I can access is Halo. Yeah. Um, and I also only have like an iPhone 7, so the screen is not very big. Yeah. It's not very optimal for me to play <coughs> a game on that. Um, but it works pretty well. Yeah. Uh, I've been I've been pretty impressed with it. Uh, and then they have this thing called Quick Resume, which I don't know how much I will use, but the concept is really cool. Basically being able to to fully leave a game mm-hmm. that you were playing, open up another game, and then if you want to switch back to the the game you were playing first, you can start right back where you were, like with no yeah. startup at all. I would love that because like sometimes I would be playing a first-player game, like a single-player game, um, and yeah. then... You know, everybody gets on and we we play Destiny, and I would love to be able to switch back, switch to Destiny, and then as soon as we get off, if we get off early enough, switch back to that first person game without having to load all the way up. Don't have to load anything. You start literally start right where you were, Um, and then on top of that, you have access to the Xbox Game Pass if you're paying for that, and that's a really really uh, consumer friendly product as well. So, I, I think that. Uh, you know, I, and I, I tend to stay on Xbox, and I've got a lot of my friends are on Xbox. So if I can only buy one console, it will probably be the Xbox. Yeah. But PlayStation does have a really, really strong lineup of first-party games. So we'll just have to see. They I do. But, I, but I, I have been continually perplexed by how little Sony has revealed. I think they're I think they're in a shuffle right now. But that's we haven't seen much. But they're also having issues with you know, sourcing materials for, for parts. So yeah, like they're saying holiday 2020, but we really don't know that. Um, I mean, same thing could be with Xbox. We haven't heard any issues with them as far as manufacturing. So, um, you know, a lot of these parts are made in China and you know, other parts of the world. So that could be another thing. Maybe they're, they're kind of panicked because they don't, they don't know if they're going to be able to have consoles by the end of the year. Um, I'm guessing that they that it will still release, but it'll just be there'll be kind of a console shortage. Sure, yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. So like every every new console that's come out from Nintendo in the past ten years. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's yeah we're we're kind of in a weird spot, especially with where the world is now. Um, It's it's just it's it's we just don't know. I think we're. When we get towards uh, midsummer, maybe late summer, we're gonna start to hear more things. But the thing that the thing is, Xbox has shown a lot already, and shown a lot of the hand, yeah. shown the performance, shown actual real life gameplay. Yeah, um, it's it's gonna be interesting. Um, well, we have form factor. Like I have no idea what the PlayStation Five is gonna look like, yeah. and that's that's really surprising to me. They released yeah. the controller, I think, last week. Uh-huh. Um, and it, it got a lot of like got a lot of press. I mean, a lot of people are are uh, very interested in the controller. Yeah. A lot of people were memeing it because it's this like solid white thing, and people kept on joking about how Dorito dust is going to be all over the <laughs> controller because uh, there's only a white version of the controller. Uh, yeah, kind of a weird weird thing. But I mean, with the white controller, you can assume that the PlayStation is going to be, or yeah, the PlayStation might be white. Um, 
Yeah, I'm I'm thinking that as well. Like that 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 would make sense. Um, another thing that PlayStation kind of came under fire is that there's a built-in microphone in the controller. Yeah. Um, which is a little 1984-ish. Uh, I mean, or it could be. I mean, yeah. I mean, at the same time, like I've got an <coughs> I've got an, I know, an Apple Watch and I've got my iPhone right here. Yeah. That's probably recording everything I'm saying. <laughs> uh, or it could if it if they want if they cared about what I was saying. Yeah. Um, but. It does seem a little weird to me that PlayStation is going to have a microphone in their controller, not just for information, but also like, like how many times are you going to are you going to load into a game and you're going to hear a bunch of background noise from so, such and such who doesn't know how to turn off the yeah. microphone function on his controller, you know? I never I, liked the whole. It, sp- it's it's a, it's a weird it's a weird decision to me. Yeah, I've never liked the whole speaker because like PlayStation controller has that speaker in it, and I've never liked it. Um, I've seen oh yeah I've seen a couple of games that have tried to utilize it, but it it just feels weird, and I I turn it down and some of that gimmicky stuff I just don't I I just don't I just don't care about it. I do like the 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 big old like middle button on the on yeah. the PlayStation controller. I like being able to just press that thing sure. uh, to to go to the start menu for for games and things like that. I like that, but I. Yeah, the speaker thing. I don't think I've ever noticed that. Yeah, and I, don't, it, I wouldn't want to. <laughs> it, it makes it makes the controller bulkier because you have to fit a speaker in there, and then I'll, now that you have a microphone, that's more components that's going into there, and so is that going to bulkier? It's, yeah, it's going to yeah. It looks a lot bulkier. It looks um, it it could take more battery power now, or you know maybe your batteries aren't going to run, run as long, which that's not yeah, great because not. PlayStation already doesn't have as good battery performance as uh, Xbox. So yeah, PlayStation's in a weird place. We're just it's just it's just just went in a weird place, you know. I'm wondering if they're just relying on the the market share that they have right now and on their lineup of games, which to be fair, a lot of people said I don't care what the specs are, I care what the games are. Sure. And I think that that's a totally fair place to be. Sure. I mean, PlayStation has had some incredible first party games come out in the past five years. Yeah. I mean, God of War, Last of Us. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, Spider-Man, like a, some really truly incredible games that you can't play anywhere else yeah. except Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to PC. Yeah, <laughs> that was a big deal. It is a big deal. Mm-hmm. People were really upset about it, which is so dumb, uh, in my opinion. It's like just more people getting to play a game is a good thing, yeah. in my opinion. But um, uh, yeah, I'm just I'm curious to see. I'm curious what they're doing. I don't know why we haven't even seen yeah. a picture of what the console will look like at this point. But anyway. I I need to call it a night. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you have any closing thoughts? Um, no, not really. We're we're gonna try to um, be a little bit more diligent on recording these podcasts. Yes. Um, we you know we're not a big podcast um, by any means, but I I do know that we do have some listeners out there and and um, you know we, very we do, very kind people. <laughs> yeah, and we we do enjoy doing the podcast and um, yeah yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Um, yeah, let us know what you guys think on on these uh, consoles. You know, yes. What are what are some of your your pandemic games that you guys are playing? What are the um, what are you guys been getting into? I know people are been getting into uh, Animal Crossing and um, Doom Eternal and. Um, we've had you know Final Fantasy VII remake. It's it's really cool to see the Animal Crossing games. Eternal. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be a good crossover. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, let us know what you guys are playing. Um, you can yeah. find us at the EG Podcast on Twitter and um, Instagram. And you can find me on podcast. That's uh, not on podcast. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Twitch and Instagram mm. at sketch two five six. Yeah. And, um, you can find me as well on, uh, on Twitter at Nick J Wells. And, uh, yeah, you can, um, uh, shout us out directly or, or find us on the, um, the EG podcast, Twitter, and 
have a conversation with us. It's been a while since we've we've been on the social media and everything. Y'all. And yeah, it'd be it'd be good to to hear from you guys. Make sure uh, let us know how you're doing. You know, yeah, mentally, physically, are you guys doing well? Are you guys holding up, keeping the morale up? Um, some games that you're enjoying playing and maybe rediscovering. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, well, stay safe out there. Yep, thanks for listening. Thank y'all.